If you're wondering where Episode 3 of Forgotten Saints went, it's available on a podcasting audio-only platform of your choice. You can find a direct link at returntotradition.org, my sources blog. Just scroll through the post and you'll find it. It was too spicy for our lovely hosts to bear. With that said, this week I present who might be the most well-known of the saints I'll ever cover, St. Peter Damien, the author of the Book of Gomorrah. The medieval Italian bishop St. Peter Damien was born in Ravenna in the year 1007, when he, where his parents died when he was still young. Peter was first left with an older brother, who was very unkind and neglectful. Later, another brother cared for him and arranged for him to be well-educated. Peter became a professor, and in the year 1035, he joined the Benedictine Order. Peter soon gained a reputation for being generous to the poor. It was his custom to invite one or two poor persons to share his meals. In the monastery, Peter practiced severe penances, going long periods without food or sleep and spending hours in prayer. Eventually, Peter became abbot of the monastery and devoted himself to fostering spiritual reform and renewal. The Pope frequently asked him to mediate his disputes involving different monasteries or disagreements between local religious and government officials. Peter was then appointed Bishop of Ostia, the port city of Rome, where he was vigorous in his efforts at reform. He restored discipline among his clergy and promoted a simpler, more spiritual lifestyle for his people. Among St. Peter Damien's most famous writings is his lengthy treatise, Letter 31, The Book of Gomorrah, containing the most extensive treatment and condemnation by any saint of clerical predatory behavior and the James Martin lifestyle. His highly masculine discourse on the vice of Ber the <laughs> Berlin lifestyle, if you've been subscribed for a while, in general, and priests like James Martin and Ted McCarrick in particular, is written in a plain and forthright style that makes it quite readable and easy to understand. In keeping with traditional church teachings handed down from the time of the apostles, he holds that all James Martin-style acts are a crime against nature, and therefore crimes against God who is the author of nature. It is also refreshing to find in an ecclesiastic whose first and primary concern in the matter of clerical sexual morality and immorality is for God's interests, not man's, especially with regard to the James Martin lifestyle and clerical ranks. Also, his special condemnation of McCarrick-style crimes by clergy against young boys and men, including those preparing for holy orders, made nearly a thousand years ago, certainly tends to undermine the excuse of many American bishops and cardinals who claim that they initially lacked specific knowledge and psychological insights by which to assess the seriousness of clerical crimes. Upon a first reading of the Book of Gomorrah, you should know that the average Catholic would find himself in a state of shock at the severity of St. Peter Damien's condemnation of clerical crimes of the James Martin lifestyle, as well as the severe penalties that he asks Pope Leo the, Thir uh, the Pope Leo the Ninth, not the Thirteenth, to attach to such practices. One of the main points of the Book of Gomorrah is the author's insistence on the responsibility of the bishop or superior of a religious order to curb and eradicate this vice from their ranks. He minces no words in his condemnation of those prelates who refuse to or fail to take a strong hand in dealing with these practices, either because of moral indifferentism or the inability to face up to a distasteful and potentially scandalous situation. Other issues tackled by St. Peter Damien which have a particular relevance today are the problems of Lander, Lavender Mafia-style bishops, or heads of religious orders who engage their spiritual sons in these unspeakable acts. 
the sacrilegious use of the sacraments by James Martin-style clerics and religious, the special problems for the church related to the seduction of youth by clerical monsters, in the problem of overly lax canons and penances for clerical and religious offenders that make a mockery of the seriously sinful nature of these acts. St. Peter Damien was motivated to write this book because his time was a period of rampant moral corruption in the church and the hierarchy. The pornocracy had ended a mere century before he penned this book, and the consequences of the pornocracy were still evident in the rampant presence of James Martin priests in the priesthood and hierarchy. I'd quote the book directly for you, but it is way too spicy for YouTube. Needless to say, he calls for the severest punishment for those who engage in bridge-building campaigns of James Martin, and especially for those who commit the crimes of Ted McCarrick. He wrote many letters and sermons on other subjects, but throughout this period, you know, he desired to return to monastic life. This request was finally granted of him, but he was still called to serve as a papal legate from time to time. After returning from one such assignment, Peter was overcome by a fever. With his monks gathered around him in prayer, St. Peter Damien died on February 22, 1072. In 1828, he was declared a doctor, an eminent and reliable teacher of the church. St. Peter Damien, pray for us.